Live from the KOCI studios in Costa Mesa, California, it's time for Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford is made possible by The Creative Play and Balboa Barbecue. Bienvenidos, aloha, welcome into Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. That is me, Chris Babona is here. We're live at the KOCI studios here in Costa Mesa, California, overlooking the beautiful 17th Street. Chris, this is our first show. How you doing, man? Well, let's see if we can get your... Uh, why don't you talk now, Chris? Here we go. <laughs> now we're live. Here we go. I'm live radio, great. baby. I'm doing great, Alex. I'm so glad to be here. Finally got the show on the road, and we're ready with Sports Sunday. Yes, sir. This is our first show. If you're listening live here on 101.5 KOCI, thank you very much for tuning in. We're going to be coming at you live every single Sunday from 3 to 4. Who knows down the line if we will be on more often than that but for now every Sunday three to four my name is Alex Crawford and Chris Babona sitting across from me we've got uh, a great show planned for you today actually we got a lot to talk about I want to start off just in a second opening things up talking about the the reason for the show the motivation for the show the the origins of the show what we're going to do what we're not going to do um, but after that right after that at 315 Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times is going to be Joining us, he's been covering high school athletics in Southern California since 1976. And I want to talk to him about an article that he wrote back in January, on January 20th, uh, talking about transfers in high school athletics. Uh, Players are transferring like crazy. When he wrote the article back on January 20th, it listed uh, 11 quarterbacks transferring alone just from high school to high school. You're eligible to play right away with a change of address. And it's kind of crazy. It's kind of changing the landscape of high school athletics. And so I'm very curious to hear whether he thinks that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether he thinks that there's something that can be done to change that um, and just chat with him. I mean, the guy's got the finger on the pulse of high school athletics. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk about the Kobe Bryant tragedy that killed Kobe, his daughter Gianna, and seven others, seven of which lived in Newport yeah. Beach, two in Huntington Beach. I think that that is a story that hits super hard here locally. Obviously, because of the people that, because of the victims of the crash, all living in this area. And I also think that that story hits hard everywhere um, because of the magnitude yeah. of it. I mean, it was like a JFK moment it for had SoCal. Tremend- tremendous impact on the community. It was crazy. Like, the three days after, there was nothing on social media besides that. So yeah. definitely want to get into that later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm excited to talk about that, but I thought that it seemed like something like an appropriate way to start exactly. the show. If we're going to do a local sports show, we need to talk about that. And I guess and then we're going to wrap up the show uh, with something I like to call the spice rack. We will yeah. uh, be bringing you at the end of the show. Some kind of a hot take, some kind of a spicy take of the day, and it doesn't have to do necessarily with sports, and at some point, I think we'll expand and take calls on it, like you and I were talking about, Chris, Uh, but for now, it will just be uh, you and I uh, talking about it. Ideally, too, I want to get our – Eric's going to be joining us uh, via the phone line, but at some point, I would like to – 
uh, bring our guests as many as possible in studio and get them to participate yeah, in some of the fun, fun with us. We're not taking calls yet today, um, but I do have to start things off by saying big thank you to our KOCI listeners. I I know Chris. So were you on? Were you on the uh, Sunday brunch, Stu the Stu News, News Show? Yeah, were you on that Tom today? Lynn, or I was not on today. They let me go. It was big last week. They just gave me a farewell. Thank you for whatever. Oh, and oh so you're full-time here with me yeah, now. Yeah, basically. Wow, we've made the transition yep. over to sports. So you, But you usually go on their show and talk sports with yes, them. Yes, I did like a two-minute update really quick, and Tom and I would banter a little bit, just basic sports stuff, community, professional, whatever. But now – Got this opportunity one hour. It's great. So, okay. Well, yeah. well, that's well. I just I've hopped on that show with you and with them, and I've been on Poor Man Show seven a.m. to ten a.m. here on the station, and uh, the listeners are what's really impressed me about KOCI. Just an awesome listener base, and I'm super excited to get to know some of them and to have them participate in the show. At some point, you know, I would like to take calls, and at some point I'd like to set up a text line as well so people can just text into the show. I know that might be easy for them. We used to do that at the station I worked at up in Portland, Oregon, 1080 The Fan uh, up there. We took texts, but for now... We, we don't have a, a social media account set up specifically for the Sports Sunday show, but you can get at me on social media if you want to chime in at all during today's show. I am on Twitter at Dr. Croft. That is D-R underscore Croft. Alex Crawford is my name. So chime in if you want to chat with us on the show today. We will be uh, enjoying hearing from you, whether it's good or bad. But I want to start things off on today's show before we have Eric Sondheimer on and before we get into uh, the Kobe Bryant tragedy. I want to just talk about why we're launching this show, Chris. I want to kind of explain to our listeners who I am. You can tell us who you are and just the, the origins of the show. So a little bit about me. I grew up here in the Newport Mesa area. I went to Mariners Elementary, Ensign Junior High, and the Newport Harbor High School. And then up until two years ago, I worked at 1080 The Fan, which was the ESPN radio affiliate up in Portland, Oregon, producing the morning show there. And at Oregon State, I worked for KBVR 88.7, another great radio station, college radio. You got to love it. Chris, you'll get a taste of that someday. I worked there having my own sports talk and my own love and relationship talk show, which we might have to dive into some of that. Quit playing games, love talk. But I've always had a passion or an interest in or participated in sports radio. But when working in the past uh, at 1080 The Fan, I was scratching, clawing, fighting for my own show, trying to get more time on the airwaves, filling in as the lead host when necessary, uh, hosting segments on Dusty and Cam in the Morning, the morning show that I produced there, and looking for more reps anywhere I can get them, constantly knocking on my boss's door, the program director's door, trying to get some time on the air, and just fighting for it. And so when I moved back down here, I, you know, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder saying, I want my own show. I want more airtime. I want to talk sports, bring people on, engage the community and in sports talk. And here yeah. we are. So this is a big moment for me. This is something I'm excited about is to have this one hour slot every Sunday where we can engage with the community and we could do something really special because this station KOCI to me is very unique in that I think it really does have its finger on the pulse of the Newport Beach, Costa Mesa community, as well as I know our signal reaches out to Irvine and Huntington Beach and a little bit of Santa Ana, I think. So just I, I think it's really cool. After hopping on Poor Man's show and seeing listeners call in all the time and get to know him and come in studio uh, and stop by and say hi with him, I think that they, we have a really unique opportunity to do he, do something here that is hyper-local. We can talk, and we will talk. We'll talk about national sports. Yeah. We'll talk about regional sports. I mean, we are in, I think, the best sports region in the country. You've got— Southern California. Yeah, man. Orange County especially. Think about all the pro teams we have here in SoCal. Lakers, Clippers— 
Dodgers, Angels, Rams, Chargers, Kings, Ducks, Kings, Ducks, LAFC, and the Galaxy, yeah. USC, UCLA football, and then if we just kept going, there's there's a lot of the coll- UCI collegiate level, yeah, UCLA, U- USC, uh, Cal yeah. State, Fullerton, yeah. Long Beach State. Uh, there's really great junior college athletics, and then we get into the high school level, and we have Newport Harbor, Corona Del Mar, Costa Mesa, Estancia, Modern Day. You just and, and I'm just talking about. I mean, just the level of I love it, man. I just the level of play, high school and collegiately down here. You can you can get whatever you want. You can come, and I know people want to argue about East Coast cities. People want to talk about oh, Boston, great sports town. Philly, great sports town. New York City, sure. There's a there's a passion there. There's a lack of other things to do in those cities that forces fans. There's history. There's hundreds of years of sports fandom here. We're we're a newer region. We're maybe a little bit more of a transplant region, but I just don't think you can beat the sports experience in Southern California from the smorgasbord uh, of games you can go to from the weather, from the surfing, the skating, the extreme sports, the athletes that have come out of here. I think it's the best sports region in the country. So I'm excited to be able to dive into that and cover that through a local lens, through a Newport Beach Costa Mesa lens, which is in and of itself a very unique place sports wise. A lot of great, we have so many Olympians. Oh yeah. We have a lot of great athletes. We have, like I said, surfing, skateboarding. Mm-hmm. There is a really, I think, unique athletic sports community here. And I think that examining whether we're talking about the Clippers or the Lakers up in L.A. or whether we're talking about a national story, like I think we're going to touch on the Astros cheating scandal uh-huh. a little bit later on today's show, or whether we're doing a high school sports roundup and talk about Newport Harbor girls water polo team going on to the, the CIF uh, semifinals next Wednesday. Whatever that is, I, I think we can all bring it back to this Newport Beach, Costa Mesa area, and I think that's going to make our show pretty special. Yeah. We differ, especially, yeah, and well said, Alex, with the whole community lens thing, but as for me, I'm Chris Babona. I'm a student. Yeah, here. why don't you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. tell yeah. us who you are. Sorry, I kind of yeah, hogged yeah. the mic there, so. You're fine, you're fine. Yeah, I'm Chris Babona. I'm a student here at Newport Harbor, senior. Go Sailors. And exactly. Um, I've been working with the Beacon, which is our local newspaper. Dude, over the go Beacon. Be- go Beacon, man. Yeah. I was a beacon rider, yeah, so I respect exactly. it. Exactly. We've ramped it up. We got a printed um, paper this year, so it's really nice. And basically, last three months, I went on the radio for the first time, and then KOCI has been really nice in terms of just getting me opportunities, getting me reps. And so three months later, who would have thought, here I am with you, own show, our segment. It's great. So you I know, appreciate that. No, no, Chris, you know, when I first met you, I was like, oh, man, this high school kid wants to help out. I'm unsure about this. I don't, you know, I don't know if I can be hanging out with high school kids too much legally. No, I'm just kidding. You're, how old are you? Are you 17, 17 18? Still, yeah. oh, you're still 17. Yeah. Okay. Well, whew, I don't know. I don't, uh, don't want to get in trouble here hanging out with a 17-year-old. But no. And then I got to know you, and I thought, okay, great. Chris, Chris can help out. You can be a little bit of an intern. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you more than intern credit. I'm going to bump you up to apprentice here on day one, okay? okay? You're the inter, still an unpaid internship, but, you know, we can give you apprentice, um, apprenticeship credit here today on the show. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. You know, at some point I might get sick, and you might have to fill in, so you're going to have to teach you how to run the board here. But moving on, talking about why, why, why this show is going to be unique, too, besides the, the hyper-local lens uh, that we're going to have on – athletics here uh, and and the sports scene I think too a lot of times with what you see on ESPN or Fox Sports or on you know mainstream radio shows especially national shows you see a lot of the same takes you see a lot of the same uh, stories repeated and regurgitated over and over again yeah and you see this kind of trend towards hot take culture 
and, and I don't want to do. I know that we're going to end the show today with our spicy, with the spice rack, the spicy Sunday sports takes, and that's fun. But I just, I think it's important to to move away from that. Not every take has to be a hot take or something divisive. I think that hopefully we can curate a show or cultivate conversation that leads to some enlightenment or leads to, um, you know, just just interesting conversation. It doesn't have to yeah. be some hot take, you Especially know. Especially now, like the culture in sports talk is just to be absurd, get attention. It's a form of entertainment, but I think definitely we could broaden our scope here and be more in-depth with stuff. So that's definitely a goal I have going down the line. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, uh, I, it is entertainment. I want to entertain. I want people to tune in the show to be entertained and informed. But I also just don't think it has to be – it doesn't have to be something – Doesn't we, we're not going to argue on this show just for the sake of arguing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to – anything you hear from me on this show will be authentic. It will be real. I'll keep it real 100%. And I uh, – not, yeah, not every discussion has to be divided. And so I think I think that we will be able to – curate uh, an interesting show and it'll be something that you won't hear anywhere else and the guests are going to be really good whether it's a local high school sports coach or some a local olympian or someone who's a, a figure in the in the community and has some kind of a story to tell uh, we're going to have guests that you will not hear anywhere else and that will start off today with eric sonheimer who is a sports writer for the LA Times. He's been covering high school sports in Southern California since 1976. He's been writing for the Times since 97. I want to talk to him about the Southern California high school sports scene in general, but the main thing I want to talk about is transfers. Yeah. High school athletics transfers. Did you get a chance to read that article? I, I did you? read the article. It's very interesting, especially me being a high schooler. You notice the people coming in and out of the school. Like Newport Harbor is not tremendously known for transfers, but it's getting more popular now and you see it around the community. So it's definitely... A bigger subject that gets need more needs more attention. Yeah, and I, I, I'm very curious to dive into that with him, and we will get to that in a second. I'm going to ask him: uh, Do we Newport Harbor, Corona Del Mar? Do we have any reason to be afraid of any of our local products transferring? We'll find out when we come back. Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times will join us. You are listening to Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Mesa Water wants to meet you and your neighbors and will be visiting your neighborhood beginning July 31st through September 7th. You can share your thoughts about current issues affecting your community and explore opportunities for Mesa Water to serve you more economically, effectively, and efficiently. Your local Mesa Water representative will be available to answer your questions. Plan on coming to one of these events in your neighborhood. More at mesawater.org slash neighborhood chat. Let's be honest, Southern California isn't known as a barbecue haven, but the folks down at Balboa Barbecue know what they're doing. From melt-in-your-mouth beef brisket to saucy ribs and absolutely delicious pulled pork, Balboa Barbecue's selection of legit, slow-smoked meats makes my mouth water just thinking about them. A home-cooked meal with all the fixins awaits you at Balboa Barbecue. Hello, this is Lonnie Voss from The Creative Play. Everyone has a box. It's under your bed or in your closet. Don't let your treasures end up on eBay or in a garage sale or the garbage. Let us turn it into a one-of-a-kind work of art. The Creative Play, 949-645-0720. We can answer all your questions.
This is Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. That is me. Chris Babona is here. But most importantly right now, we are joined on the... Well, we don't have a sponsor yet for the phone line, but we are joined on the phone by L.A. Times writer Eric Sondheimer. He's been covering high school sports in Southern California since 1976 with the Times since 1997. Eric, thank you for joining us today on 101.5 KOCI. How are you doing this Sunday? Good, good. Thank you. My pleasure. You know, we really appreciate it. And, you know, something I didn't tell you when I reached out via email, this is actually our inaugural. This is our very first show. So I appreciate you coming on and gracing the Orange County Airwaves uh, on our on our inaugural voyage. Sure. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And so the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was this article. And I read this when it was published back on January 20th. Uh, article you wrote for the L.A. Times titled Quarterbacks are Switching Schools with the Number at 11 and Climbing, talking about just the very rapid rate of transfers at the quarterback position, and you talked about a lot of other uh, position players just transferring like crazy across high school athletics. A lot, Mostly, it seemed like from your article, mostly from a lot of the private Catholic high schools. My question for you, my first question for you diving into this is, do you think that this hurts the com- competitiveness or the parity, and I'll use that term loosely, parity of high school football? Well, clearly it's a trend that's been going on for the last few years, and, and you can see what's really happened. Uh, the last uh, four years, modern day and, and uh, St. John Bosco have met the Division One level, so it, at the highest level, I don't know if it's uh, wrecking the parity, but Everybody seems to want a quarterback for Christmas. Every coach wants to get their Christmas gift, a quarterback. And uh, what, what, we're, what I'm seeing is, you know, at the college level, they have the transfer portal, and this is kind of replicating itself at the high school level. And uh, we're, we're at the point here, uh, I, that story was written, it was about 11. I think we're nearing 20, and we'll have another group transferring when the summer starts and probably another group at the end of the summer because everybody wants to see who's starting, who's who's coming back, who has a chance to play, who's going to have the really good team. But uh, all these people are learning about each other by training together. All these quarterbacks know each other. And while the quarterbacks are working out with their private tutors, the parents are discussing it together uh, on the sideline. So it's all an interesting situation Personally, I think if you're good, the recruiters will find you. However, I also understand that people want to play, and sometimes uh, they want to transfer because some coach wants to run the ball and somebody thinks they're a, a backup, uh, a drop-back passer. So there's all kinds of these little factors in play. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, just to think that the communities, it's become more of like outside of the high school scope like, you think quarterbacks are going more towards, like, private lessons and they kind of have their communities outside of the high school itself. So is that, could you agree with that statement where it's, it's less of the high school community and more of outside private lessons, private coaches, stuff like that? For certain, for certain. And the, and the coaches have to be careful about who their quarterback is training with. You're, the coach is telling them one thing. Their private coach is telling them another and, and, you know, when things aren't going well during the season, the private coach is telling them one thing, the coach is telling them another. So you have all these interesting relationships, and the parents are, don't want to ever be told that their kid isn't good enough, and that's when they start looking around. You have a, a coach deciding, should I be honest with this person? Or if I'm too honest, they may just walk away. 
But I've learned that you basically have to be honest, and if they want to walk away, let them go, because there's others that can pick it up. Banning High School got to the city championship game last year in the city section. They lost 17 transfers when their new coach was hired. They all went to Carson. Wow. And lo and behold, look who beat Carson in the playoffs. Banning. So you have to really believe in yourself. And, yeah, if parents think that their kids is if they want to transfer somewhere else, I, I just say let them go at this point. And so I see here um, on your article there were 16,000 transfers in California schools last year. Is that correct? Yes, it, it was. And uh, it dropped, and that was dropping a little bit, just slightly. But we, we've gotten in this level between fifteen and 17,000 overall. Wow. So it's not just football this is happening. It's a lot of areas, although we have better reporting, so that's one reason also why it's gone up. But there's the thing changed is when they went to a one-month sit-out period. It used to be that if you transferred without moving, you'd have to sit out a year. And then they decided they, they, the CI was worried that the state legislature was going to intervene and do something that they didn't want to do. So they added uh, this, this sit-out period for a month, which makes it very easy to transfer. You have one time only during your high school career where you could move where you could uh, transfer without moving and just sit out a month and you'll be eligible. But if you try to do it a second time, it's one year. Wow. So what do you think attributes most of the trend in transferring? Do you think it's coaches, parents, or the players themselves? No, I, I'm not going to blame the players. This is all about the parents trying to get their kids a scholarship, trying to to make them uh, uh, be available to play in a, on a team. But they got to be careful because it's kind of it's become laughable. I'm kind of using sarcasm on Twitter. Hey, uh, coach, you're, has your Christmas gift uh, shown up yet? Because some <laughs> of these kids all transferred to the same school, like Oaks Christian and Cathedral are all related to uh, former quarterbacks that probably knew each other. You know, Bryce Young went from Cathedral to Modern Day. Another quarterback from Cathedral went to Birmingham. Another one went to Englewood. It just goes back and forth, and, and they all know each other, and they all know who's going where. And so it's all this little plan, and I, I just roll my eyes because we all know what's going on. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily good for football, but it could be good for individuals. Eric Sondheimer of the L.A. Times joining us, talking about high school athletics, mainly players transferring high school to high school. Eric, do you think that there's a way to slow this down? Do you think that that's even necessary? Well, the CIF thinks that they're slowing it down by having a, a strengthened requirement on when you move. You have to prove certain things a little bit better. And they think that's helped uh, reduce the transfers a little bit. I'm, I'm not that sold on that. I think the top schools are still drawing the same amount of transfers. Modern day needed a running back. They got one. Modern day needed a alignment. They got one. Modern day needed a, uh, a defense a quarterback. They got one. The big question in this offseason is whether St. John Bosco is going to stand pat because they graduated their top quarterback, and uh, will they rely on the people within the program? That's always the big question, Mark. Well, you brought up St. John Bosco. I had the privilege of doing some games, play-by-play games for them on the radio uh, this year, and I got to know the program a little bit, and the latest thing I heard is that they're starting to build dorms for their players that are coming from you know far away places to come play uh, for head coach Jason Negro there in Bellflower. Is What's up with that? Are we going to see a trend of more schools doing things like that, building dorms? 
dorms on campus uh, at a high school? I hadn't heard that they were doing it. I know Oaks Christian is opening dorms on wow. their campus. So, uh, but St. John Bosco many years ago was a, a place for people staying. Okay. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen. That's a, it's a big investment. They just opened their new stadium. So that would be a surprise. But again, Oaks Christian has gotten into the dorm business. They're trying to have people that can come over from, like, the uh, Lancaster area that they wanted to stay over there, or people from overseas, foreign exchange students, they can live in the dorm. They originally assisted that it's not supposed to be an athletic dorm, so we'll see how that uh, plays out. Is that is that unprecedented, or is that just the, the evolution of, of, I guess, high so, school athletics? Yeah. It's not unprecedented. A former school named Montclair Prep in Van Nuys used to have players live on campus. And, of course, they're the only school that I think that their athletic program was almost shut down because of (laughs) some illegal things going on. But, uh, yeah, it's not unprecedented, but it's a big financial commitment. It can become a mess if people don't do things correctly. Uh, You know, each school, the private schools have to be careful because you have to be able to charge people to make money for all those teachers. And if you're giving out too many, too much financial aid, you can get yourself into trouble. So it'll be an interesting year coming up. Manny uh, uh, Douglas uh, resigned at Narbonne. I expect him to be named the head coach at St. Bernard, which will add a new wrinkle to things out in the South Bay. Yeah, and I I noticed that you're definitely opposed to this trend, and I think I have to agree with you just – I think it takes away from the competitive nature of a team sport, like being on a high school team, because if you can't, like, why someone would transfer to get opportunities, of course, and the parents catch on to that. They want their kid to have the best shot at being a D1. But I think right. that right. if there's you a lot, can't, right. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. If you there's can't, a lot, yeah. There's sorry, a lot sorry. of concerns, you know, the local parents have concerns. They, they grow up in the community. They want their kids to have a chance, and then, they're ready to start, and look who showed up. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's the, one of the issues that keep coming up. And I certainly try to, uh, when I find a, a local team, a neighborhood team doing well, I try to write a story about them because I think that's a, a good example of what high school sports is supposed to be. Yeah, because if you can't beat your local linebacker that goes to your high school, how could you beat the other linebackers in the rest of the country that are going to the D1 schools you think you're going to go to? So I think... There's a um, a feeling of like self worth where if you can't beat the local teams, how are you going to beat everyone else competing for that spot on the D one team? How are you going to be a national player? What do you have to say, Alex? Well, I just wanted to ask Eric if there's if there's a way to and I once again use this term lightly, put it in air quotes here. I know Eric, you can't see me because we're on the radio, but is there a way to restore balance to high school athletics? I, I uh, or is this just the way it's always been, and I'm just being naive? Well, at the highest level, it, it's not going to restore balance because we've gone past that point. Here <laughs> and in basketball, five transfers last season, state title. Five transfers this season. Number one ranking. Yeah, five I mean, five transfers. That's a whole that team. Point. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I've I've basically decided, you know, at the highest level in basketball and football, you cannot win a championship without a transfer or two. It, it, it's been proven. And so the other levels, we'll see. The Southern Section is going to have a new playoff format coming this year, I believe, where they're going to rank people based on the performance this year instead of the past. I think that will will be tough culture to change with, but I think down the road that will help uh, produce some interesting 
and a more balanced competition. Well, before we let you go, Eric, and this is something we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, I know it happened last month, but it's the biggest sports story in a long, long time. In the wake of the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, seven others, I was wondering if you've been covering athletics here in SoCal for so long. I was wondering if you had a personal story or a, a Kobe Bryant memory that stood out to you that you'd want to share with us on air today. Well, I, I did not uh, get to, to know him at all because I'm focused on the high school ranks, and he was just starting to get into the high school rank, coaching his, his daughter. So I just feel like that women's sports and girls' sports uh, suffered a, a, a blow that it's going to be very hard to recover from. He was going to make a huge difference, bringing publicity to that level of competition through the support of the WNBA and also youth basketball. Imagine last, uh, the rumors were that he was going to become a high school coach. The coach's daughter. Imagine how much attention that would have generated to everybody. So it's so sad, and I hope somebody else was able to step up and, and try to bring that kind of publicity to the to that level. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I I, I really, it's very hard to imagine someone else stepping in and being able to generate that level of buzz and interest in. Women's sports and especially women's high school athletics. I think that's a really good point. I, I appreciate you sharing that perspective, Eric. Okay, thank you. Well, Eric Sonheimer from the LA Times. You can follow him on Twitter at LAT Sonheimer. He does, a, I'd, I'd say, the best job covering high school athletics across the Southland from, I feel like, from Ventura County down almost to San Diego all the way east to the desert. You've got it all on lock, man. So thank you for all that you do. Well, appreciate it, and good luck with your show. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. We will talk to you again sometime. That was Eric Sonheimer joining us here on 101.5 KOCI. And uh, I liked I liked hearing from him. I mean, he I don't know how often you read his stuff, Chris, but he does a really good job. He he's churning out so many articles all the time covering high school athletics. Like I said, I mean, from from Ventura down pretty much San Diego out to the desert, anywhere in SoCal, he he's got his finger on the pulse, and I appreciate what he does. Yeah, I mean, to do that, be that passionate about local level. I know it's not the most exciting stuff for most people, so it's I'm really proud that someone else has taken that step and like shining light on local stuff like that, so that's good. Well, that actually is a very good time to lead us into our next segment, the High School Roundup, which we will continue to do every week on this show because as much as we might enjoy national or even you know regional, i.e. L.A. stories, I think it's really important to give coverage to the high school athletics. I remember as a kid running just cross-country and track at Newport Harbor High School, the opportunity to see my name in the Daily Pilot got me excited. Uh, that is uh, still around. I mean, the Daily Pilot's still around. Actually, in fact, I credit them, uh, the Daily Pilot. I think at Daily Pilot Sports on Twitter is where I got a lot of this information from. They still do a great job, but it's shrunken down from what it used to be. Unfortunately, a lot of print journalism is. But I want to give a high school roundup and give a shout-out to uh, as we enter the winter sport CIF range, give a shout out to the local programs and what they're doing in girls water polo. Edison uh, upset number two seed Downey to uh, get a trip to the D4 semifinals. Costa Mesa High School earned a spot in the D5 quarterfinals with an 8 7 win over Hacienda Heights. Marina beat Pasadena 9 6 in the Division 6 quarterfinals. And then locally, right around the corner on Irvine Avenue, the Newport Harbor girls water polo team is on to the semifinals against Laguna. That game will be 7 p.m. on Wednesday from Irvine. In fact, I will be on the call for that game on Tar Radio, which is a digital 
radio streaming service provided by the high school. You can listen to that at a website called Spreaker.com slash Tar Radio. Myself and Andy Hayes will be on the call. We've been doing a lot of girls' water polo games. Head coach Ross Sinclair does an awesome job. He is really doing a great job building that program back up. He'll be a guest on our show at some point soon. And we'll be on the call for that game. Laguna's really, really good. I'm super excited. I never knew I'd care so much about girls' water polo, but now I do. It's exciting. So go Sailors for sure. I don't know, Chris, if you've had an opportunity to attend any girls' water polo games. You know, I've never been. Maybe it's a senior bucket list thing, but I'm super proud of them. They're in CIF almost every year, it seems like, especially since I've been there. So it's good to hear. Yeah, I never went to a girls' water polo game in high school. And now that I am an adult calling games for them, I regret it. It's super exciting. Uh, looking over at boys basketball, the Sailors, unfortunately saw their yeah. season come to an end of the first round against Roosevelt. Roosevelt, though, they're actually on to the quarterfinals. Wow. They upset uh, number three seed St. Bernard. So Roosevelt's really good. The Division Two AA bracket is incredibly good. Some would say, I should have asked Eric Sondheimer about this, but some would say as good as the Open Division or the D1. There's yeah. really good schools in there. So uh, Harbor season, unfortunately, came to an end. But also locally in the Sunset Conference, Fountain Valley beat Temple City 60. 955 on Friday to punch their ticket to the D3 double A. Oh, sorry, D3 single A. I don't know all the, don't have all the names. There's a lot. There's like single A, double A, D1, D2. There's like, there's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're punching their ticket to the CIF quarterfinals for the first time since 1995. You weren't even born yet, bro. No, no. You weren't even born yet. And they're going on to the quarterfinals. So shout out to the Barons of Fountain Valley. Uh, just wrapping up our high school. I think we should get a little background theme music for the high school roundup. I, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, that's think what I, I had on student news, so I think we could find something. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can definitely find something. Also locally in girls soccer, Edison won in PKs against Santa Margarita to go on to, I believe, the quarterfinals. Oh, easy over there. Go on to the quarterfinals of the girls soccer playoffs. Marina beat Brea Olinda 2-1. They'll play Capo Valley in the quarterfinals. Laguna Beach season uh, came to an end in D3, they lost to Palos Verdes 2-0. Costa Mesa lost to Hacienda Heights. Wilson 5-3. Estancia also saw their season come to an end, losing to Hemet 2-1. And wrapping things up with girls basketball, Huntington Beach lost, unfortunately, to Studio City, Harvard-Westlake 67-37. CDM's season rolls on to the quarterfinals of the two, three double-A playoffs. They beat South Torrance 48-42, and they will play uh, the winner of San Juan Hills and Lancaster on Wednesday. And in wrestling, sorry, I said I was wrapping things up, but I... Lied. In wrestling, uh, Brianne Raya won the 189-pound title in CIF Southern Section in that tournament on Saturday. So she will go on. She will go on to the Masters meet. So good job, Brianne Raya. Now, if you're listening to that and you thought your high school or your son or daughter's high school was not represented, you coach somewhere, you want a shout-out, let us know. Get at me on Twitter at Dr. Croft, D-R underscore Croft. At some point, we'll take calls. At some point, we'll open up a text line. We'll have our own social media but for now if you want to hear more if there was a high school i left out if there's somewhere locally that you're listening that you didn't hear in the high school roundup let me know we will include you because we want to give everybody representation okay coming up next something that happened last month but i think needs to be talked about if we're going to do a local sports show we would be remiss if we did not bring up the helicopter crash that killed seven newport beach residents two huntington beach residents uh the most notable or the biggest name out of that bunch of course kobe bryant it was the jfk moment uh, of southern california truly it was i don't think i'll ever forget where i was and i really 
still have a hard time when I hear the words Kobe Bryant is dead. I, I have It's hard to fathom. It's crazy. It's really hard to fathom. I want to talk about that a little bit. And then we'll wrap things up with the Spice Rack, bringing you a spicy take to end your Sports Sunday. When we come back, you're listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford and Chris Babona on 101.5 KOCI. The Creative Play has been located on 17th Street in Costa Mesa for 29 years, and trust me when I say it's a sports heaven behind the wall. From incredible sports memorabilia to affordable framing, they'll make your walls look like the Hall of Fame at The Creative Play. More at thecreativeplay.com. Listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 1015 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday. I'm Alex Crawford. Chris Babona is here. Eric Sonheimer joined us. First show's going all right. Yeah. I, I, what would you give it grade wise thus far, you know Chris? We're rookies. Let's give ourselves, we'll give it six and a half. Six and a half. Is six modest. and a half. Uh, what are we scoring out of? Ten, of okay, course. Okay, good. Well, yeah. no, I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, do you drink coffee, Chris? I do not. You do not. Good. I mean, actually, I don't know how you do it. I don't know if I should say good. I don't think it's bad for you. But once you do start drinking it, you will become addicted to coffee like I am. Like why I'm having – this is not a sponsor, but why I'm drinking a Pete's cold brew right now, I need the caffeine flowing through my veins to function like a normal human being. But the point is I was talking to someone who has a Nespresso machine. Do you know what that is? Yes, of course. It's like a Keurig, but yeah. it's, it's like a fancy Keurig. And he was like, oh, the different pods actually have different strengths of the espresso. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, what's this one? Like, it's a six. I'm like, cool, yeah, out of what? He's 11. It's oh, like, it's no. out of 11? <laughs> I know it's an Italian company, but, like, we all use the same number system. So I'm not exactly sure who ranks things out of 11. So ever since then, ever since I found you out. You had a question. Well, I'm like, I think everything's usually out of 10 or 100 or 5, like some kind of a multiple of yeah. 5, typically with a zero at the end. But Nespresso apparently uses a strength 11. rating of 11. Maybe they're fans of Spinal Tap, take things up to 11. I like to turn it up to it. We, we, we will turn it up to 11 at some point on this show. But I would give us a six and a half thus far, Chris. I think that's a good rating. Um, okay, so this is, I guess, a somber thing to bring up. But I do think, like, if we're doing a local show, if we're doing a sports talk show that's going to focus on national, regional, and local sports through I want to say an orange-tinted lens, like an Orange County lens, but yeah. really it's even more specific than that. It's a hyper-local lens. And this tragedy that rocked not the nation. The it, rocked, it rocked the, the world. world. There was headlines from everywhere internationally. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like that in my lifetime at least. Yeah, you were you <laughs> – this is, this is a, maybe a dumb question. No. Were you alive for 9-11? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is wild, man. Wait, yeah, you're 17, so you were born yeah, in 2000. 2002. Wow, man, yeah. that's crazy. So for me, there was nine, and I'm not, I'm not comparing the Kobe Bryant tragedy to September 11th, 2001, but there are two moments that I think shook me and shook people in a way where you're like, I remember where I was. It immediately was like, oh god, this is big. September 11th, I was in fifth grade. 9-11, I'll never forget that, obviously, a slogan, never forget, but also the Kobe Bryant thing. Like, that was, people talk about, people from previous generations talk about, oh, you'll never forget where you were when JFK was shot, and then they brought up 9-11 was like that, and I think celebrity-wise, I don't care, I don't cry about celeb deaths. Like, it doesn't hit me. I don't know the person. I don't mm -hmm. really usually get sad about a celebrity death, but with the Kobe Bryant thing, with that tragedy, I mean, it rocked the world, man, and then when you look at the epicenter of it and you look at the core 
Kobe and Gianna, and I'll say the names of all nine people because I think that's important to do. And because, like I said before, seven of them lived in Newport Beach and two lived in Huntington Beach. Kobe and Gianna Bryant, John Carey and Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser and the pilot Ara Zobayan. All of them deceased, nine people killed in that tragic helicopter crash on January 26th. And... And I just think it would be it would be wrong to not start a local sports show to talk about something that'll that will probably be the biggest I hope right the biggest tragedy to ever rock this area yeah. athletically like sports wise. And also, you and I both talked about this, Chris, when we were launching this show and we went on with Lynn. Tom was gone, but we were on the Stu News show, and they said, "Who's your Who's your ultimate guest that yeah. you'd want?" It really was first, Kobe Bryant. The first thing that came to mind was like Kobe, but oh wait, yeah. that was like. Ever since, ever since I moved back to Newport Beach after living in Portland, I wanted to do a podcast or a sports show or some kind of thing. I always just assumed or took it for granted that I would be able to interview Kobe Bryant someday. I'd be able to have – I mean I didn't know that we would have this show in 2020 launching, but I just assumed and took it for granted that at some point I would be able to – interview or have some kind of a, a relationship with Kobe Bryant and that's not there and I and I think the reason I, I don't want to just rehash and remember Kobe but I will say my my Kobe memory for me my Kobe memory is being a hater I have always been a Kobe hater I'm a huge LA Clippers fan and I can credit some of that some of my Clippers fandom to Kobe Bryant I grew up and I'll say this too I think Kobe Bryant is or was the most hated athlete I ever followed. I just did, I loved rooting against him. And at the same time, that is, Kobe loved that I rooted against him. Kobe loved the haters. Kobe fed off the haters. That was part of his mystique. That was part of the Mamba mentality. So when I sit here and say, I was a Kobe hater, I don't think, I think that adds to his legacy. And I think the other part of that is, is that for all the people like me, because there's a lot of Kobe, because he was a polarizing athlete. There was a lot of Kobe haters. And there was a lot of Kobe worshippers. There was a ton, especially down here, L.A., Southern yeah. California. I'm a Lakers. worshiper. You're wor- yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's – so I just wanted to say you know, my my Kobe memory, my biggest memory of him is that I always was a hater. Like LeBron, sometimes I love him, sometimes I hate him. It can go both ways. But with Kobe, I was always down to take the opposing viewpoint in a Kobe argument. And that was part of his persona and his mystique, and what made him so captivating was the way he loved that. Mm-hmm. What What about you? What about you, Chris? Similar so- to you, it's the inverse of that. Is I admired his ethic, I admired his drive for the game, his passion, how he could just be like, "I'm going to work as hard as I can, no matter what, focus on myself." And you just take that philosophy, and me being a former athlete. Just doing that every waking up every day, being like, I'm going to the gym today because for me, for myself, to build on myself and like the, disregard the, everyone else. Yeah, for sure. That work ethic. I think I mean I think it's super inspiring and motivational. And when we're talking about Kobe Bryant's legacy, I don't think we can overlook the Colorado rape case. I think that that's something that has to get brought up. To just wash it over is to is to create this picture of perfection to paint this perfect picture that wasn't true. I think that that is part of Kobe's legacy too was that he was imperfect. He was known as being an a-hole. Team teammates said I there was there was players that didn't like playing with them. There was guys that he was too hard on. There was this there was the rape case in Colorado and then there's also the element of of forgiveness and there's a human element, right? Like I've heard some people in, in the wake of the Kobe Bryant tragedy bring up the Colorado rape case. Yeah. And be like, oh but he was a rapist and and 
to that I say, if, if that's the first thing that comes to mind, if the first inclination when you heard Kobe Bryant died was to say something negative and to think that it's okay for a person to lose their life, then you need to check yourself. Like yeah, You need to check yourself, and you need to check your mental state. If you're going to bring up that right away, and I'm a, I'm a forgiving, like forgiveness to me, forgiveness to me is one of my pillars. Like I, I think we have to forgive yeah, as humans. I agree. And, and when we have celebrities or people in the public eye that do wrong to cast them off forever, to, to be part of the quote unquote cancel culture yeah. of our society, I don't think moves us forward. I don't think it creates progress. So to, to bring it back, just because I don't want to gloss over the Colorado rape incident, I want to say that whatever happened after that and whatever Kobe did to work through, tell. To work tell through it, that, yeah. whatever that was, that's progress. And, and, and I'm not going to sit here from my like glass house and throw rocks, you know, like I'm not going to be here casting judgment. I'm not going to be, that's not going to be the first thing I brought up. And the reason, and I just want to end on this with that is, is imperfection. Like no one's perfect. No, no. one is perfect. Everybody has imperfection, and that was part of Kobe's legacy now, I think. I think now part of Kobe's legacy when you're looking and you're reading these stories and biographies of him, it's that he was not perfect. Yeah. He was not perfect. But, yeah, you got to see the best in people. And one thing I researched before I came on the show was he was the official ambassador for After School All-Stars, which is a national children's charity that provides after-school programs to 72,000 inner city kids, which I think his impact on communities, on kids, on the youth was just way, way bigger than you could like minimalize it to this one case. And you, you have to see the best in people, the best in Kobe Bryant. He did so much. And I just feel like people who try to minimalize his legacy, just the man lost his life. The man died. You can't do it. Yeah. The man and I and I want to end the Kobe thing on this. And and it kind of goes back to a theme of of the show or something that I want to be a theme of the show that I brought up in our first segment, which was does everything have to be a dichotomy? Does everything have to be an argument? Does everything have to be Kobe versus LeBron, LeBron versus MJ? And there was a really good piece and I want to have him on the show at some point by LZ Granderson, writer for the LA Times who's been on ESPN. He's on actually the ESPN Morning Show on 710. Uh not I wouldn't go as far as to call them our rival show yet, but maybe someday as Sports Sunday grows. But he had this in, in his article after the Kobe, after the tragedy. He wrote, in a world driven by talk, it's so easy to forget to feel. Saturday we monitored numbers. Sunday we mourned the man. And it's true. You just sit there and you're like, LeBron passed Kobe on Saturday. And then yeah. everyone's arguing legacy. Then he dies and you're like, well, let's just sit back and enjoy greatness the for a second. The craziest thing was the moment I got the news about Kobe, I was in this studio. Tom was on his phone. And he just told us, oh, my God, Kobe Bryant died. And it was literally 30 seconds before I was going to give a sports update on how LeBron passed oh. Kobe at all-time scoring. So, I mean, just it put it into perspective for me. Like, we were just recognizing how great he was, and then just like that, he's gone the next day. It's crazy. I just think the lesson there is to sit back and enjoy greatness. Exactly. You don't need to break down Patrick Mahomes versus argue about quarterbacks. You know, sit back and just watch them do their thing. I mean, like we will because it's fun. We'll argue. We're about yeah. to. Like I will. I will um, uh, be a hypocrite here because our next segment is the spice rack. Where we're going to bring our hot takes to wrap up the show. But that's fun, right? Yeah. And don't. It just. I think the lesson is, yeah, just sit back and and let yourself feel something. It doesn't always have to be turned into a, a take or a number or be monetized for you to argue about or to go on Twitter to gain clout. Sit back and allow yourself to feel something. And I think that's hopefully a lesson we can all take away from the Kobe Bryant death. Exactly. That being said, I will 
I will be a hypocrite, and our next take, we will bring the spice rack, our spicy takes, our hot takes hot to wrap takes. up. And hopefully at some point we can get the, the listeners involved. I love the KOCI listeners. I'm really excited to get to know some of you. Follow me on – do you have Twitter, Chris? Because I, I, I don't want to just overlook your Twitter. I'm yeah. over here plugging mine. I don't want to overlook I yours. I made one for Senior Assassin. I have no followers. I follow no one. But what's, the, what's the social media of choice for Chris Babona? Instagram. Instagram. What's, yeah. your, what's your IG, Chris? Chris Babona. Chris underscore Babona. Okay, cool. We'll give Chris a follow. Yeah. I'm Dr. Croft, D-R underscore Croft. You want to interact with us on the show that is the best way when we come back it's time for the spice rack you're listening to sports sunday on 101.5 koci slow smoked beef brisket baby back ribs and juicy half pound burgers balboa barbecue located in the balboa fun zone makes the best barbecue in town open daily from 11 to 8 you could eat there or take it home and there's more at balboabarbecue.com Mesa Water wants to meet you and your neighbors. From February 5th through March 11th, you can share your thoughts about current issues affecting your community and explore opportunities for Mesa Water to serve you more economically, effectively, and efficiently. Your local Mesa Water representative will be available to answer your questions. Plan on coming to one of these events in your neighborhood. More at mesawater.org forward slash neighborhood chat. You've driven thousands of times by that gray brick wall on the corner of 17th Street and Fullerton Avenue in Costa Mesa. But have you ever thought to see what's behind that wall? If you do, you will think you've hit a grand slam. It's the creative play, a sports heaven that can fill all your memorabilia and framing needs. You name it, we frame it. Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Alex Crawford, Chris Babona here with you from the lovely KOCI studios overlooking the beautiful 7th Street. I don't say that's not sarcastic. I love 17th Street, man. 17th Street has been a staple of my life, a staple of my childhood and my adulthood and, and, the, and my adolescence. So many good restaurants and shops. I love 17th Street. Shout out to East and West 17th Street. I, I hope that we can find what well, we just heard from one of our pr- presenting sponsors. Big shout out to them. The Creative Play located just down the road on 17th Street, a sports heaven behind the wall. Uh, I love going in there and looking at their memorabilia and whatnot. And hopefully we can get a few more 17th Street sponsors yeah. to hop on. There's a lot of good spots. Also, shout out to Balboa Barbecue. Down on the peninsula. And yeah. they are another another group making today's show possible. But I do have a confession, Chris. I have still not tried their delicious oh, juicy man. smoke. I heard your voice there on the on the underwriting spot there. I heard your voice talking about their delicious smoked brisket. Is it good? Is it legit? Oh yeah. It's the best you'll get in Newport for sure. I don't know any other uh, barbecue place here. I've got to get down there. And yeah, try. I want it. to try. I will. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Make go. Make it a day trip. Fun zone. You got the piers over there. It'll be a fun time. Gosh, just- those juicy half pound smoke, like the burgers, the brisket. That makes me hungry. Just just hearing yeah. that advertisement. Yeah. But I want to keep it real for a list. Like I will. I will keep this show authentic AF. I will keep it. 100% real. I have not tried Balboa Barbecue yet. You know them. So I'm going to go in there and try it. And then next week, I'll let you all know how I liked it. There you so go. I'll keep, I'll keep it real and yeah. get down there, down at the fun zone. Uh, okay, so it is 
3.52 here on Sunday, and it's time for the Spice Rack. We're going to do this maybe every Sunday, maybe every other, depending, but I want to bring a chance. I know that I talked about we don't want to be a show that just argues for argument's sake, and we won't, but I do think it is fun to formulate a bit of a hot take, and it doesn't have to be sports-related, but I think both of ours today are. Just I want to bring a hot take of the week, and here is mine, and I know both of ours have to do with the Houston Astros cheating scandal with sign stealing and a, I think Jose Altuve wearing a buzzer yeah, potentially still, potentially potential yes. there's a lot that I don't want to dive into all the details of it but it is if if everything that has been accused and, and fairly well documented is true yeah. it's probably the biggest cheating scandal in sports I would say, history I would, sports yeah uh, baseball like baseball I, I go sports because because people that that's true i i did uh i don't know bashing a skater's knees is pretty yeah, intense, the, but, yeah. the that's a good one uh tanya harding yeah that's a good one also i know there was a, a a soccer goalie i think in brazil who hid a, a razor blade on him and then he had like a like basically he pretended like someone in the crowd threw a firecracker or firework at him Whoa. so he like lit it and then when no one was looking, cut himself. So then the game would be postponed. But then they turned out they found I out mean, that he did that himself. That's dedication, right? Uh, that's there, crazy. Right? I mean, that's cr- I mean, respect the hustle at yeah. that point. Like I'm like respect the hustle if you're doing that. So here's my take. Here's my spicy Sunday spice rack take of the week with the Astros cheating scandal. To me, it just pe- people are outraged about it, right? People are up in yeah. arms all across baseball talking about they got to throw, they got to bean the batters. And, and I don't want to get into that too much because I know you're going to talk about that. But here's my whole thing. For me, we're talking about cheating in baseball. And it brings up something for me that always, that always grinds my gears. And that is the steroids, the steroid era, the steroid scandal in baseball. There are certain players from that era that I think really deserve to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. First and foremost, Barry Bonds. And you've heard certain players come out and say, I would rather face a batter who was on the juice. I'd rather face a batter who was taking steroids than someone who knew what yeah. pitch was coming. I forget which that was pitcher. Alex said, Wood Alex of Wood, the Dodgers. He said that. That's yes. right. And I I think that just sums it up. The, the, the baseball writers of America and all these people that want to get on their high horse and signal like, oh, I'm – outraged about the Astros cheating scandal, but yet they still will not vote Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame when it's, I just, people want to, people want to get up in arms about this cheating scandal and they, and they want to use, uh, use it as a platform to show that I'm going to be on the right side of history and sports and I'm not okay with this. But yet for me, the fact that Barry Bonds isn't, it's just a reminder that yeah, steroids weren't cool, right? Steroids were, were, yeah. were bad. It was cheating. It was cheating. At the same time, a steroid doesn't make you as good as Barry Bonds was. He hit 500 he, home runs and stole 500 bases before he juiced. He was insane. And you know what? I would agree with you if you replaced Barry Bonds with Pete Rose. I agree with helping. that too. I yes. agree with that too. Because he didn't cheat, but he broke the rules of the seat. That just shows, shows you how much times have changed in the 70s. Just gambling would get you banned, whereas you could literally cheat for a World Series and no, they have immunity. The players have immunity. Yeah, it's BS, man. It's I think that's a really good point. It brings out, yeah, Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, put them in the Hall of Fame. I don't even think that should be a hot take, but all this talk about cheating in baseball, it just... It's a two. So my take is twofold. One, I'm just if people are going to sit there and get out, I just how do I put this into words? It gets me fired up. Put Pete Rose and Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. And at the flip side, it irks me to see people. Everyone wants to pile on the Astros for cheating, right? Because it's an easy thing to do and they deserve to be punished. They totally do. But it's just so easy to sit back there. Like when we're talking about the Kobe Bryant 
rape case. You know, I shouldn't even compare the two at all because I'm not. But it's just easy to sit there and, and, and throw stones from far away and, and act like you're on the right side of things and, and do, and, you know, uh, uh, engage in virtue signaling and look at me, look at me, I'm right. I'm the baseball writer. I'm right. I'm keeping Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame because I know what's right. And it's not, it's not fun for the sport, man. Like the common fans, like Barry Bonds needs to be in the Hall of Fame. So does Pete Rose. What's your spicy take, Chris? My spicy take, kind of a prediction more so, there will be a brawl in spring training this year with the Astros versus another team. I feel like just the amount of emotions that have been brewed up these last couple of months, the players are pissed. You see that on social media. Someone's going to throw at somebody. There's going to be a brawl. I've only seen one other brawl in spring training before, but I think this year it's not common, but it will happen. Well, I think I think that. I think that's a good point. I think that on the flip side of that, all you see all the players from other teams pissed off, and then you look at the Astros, and they're still in denial. They're, they're so they're unrepentant. Being, yeah, they're being well, jerks they're, about what it. What was the most recent thing? They said that no, uh, like, Jose Altuve didn't take his he, – he he didn't rip his shirt off there. It's not because he was wearing a buzzer. It's because he just got a tattoo. tattoo. Then they show pictures he didn't have – like they're just – Doubling down on yeah. lies, and, and, and I think everyone's seeing it, – it's actually comical for me. So I think yeah. that's a good take, Chris. And Carlos Correa telling Cody Bellinger he needs to learn how to read better. He needs to learn the facts. Like, he's in no place to throw stone. Like, just be quiet. Take the punishment. I think there should be more. You have no punishment, basically. Yeah, they got a pretty – they pretty much got us when Pete Rose is, like, banned for life baseball. from baseball for something he did in the, Betting in the early for his 80s, team. late 70s. And when Barry Bonds has stati- – Basically, first of all, him, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa saved the sport of baseball. That was one of that was still probably the most exciting season in modern baseball history with, with the home run choice between the Bonds race. and McGuire. Like yeah. that was so exciting. I remember. I remember as a kid. I just, I remember that, and so we're not even going to see that again. So like, give Barry Bonds some credit, dude. He saved baseball. I don't care if he juiced or not. And the Astros are getting slapped on the wrist, and they deserve to be punished more. And I'm excited to see how the other players retaliate. Yeah. I don't think that beaning every Astros pitcher <laughs> with a pitch all the time is the answer, but I'm excited to see the fallout from it. Yeah, like, let's it's let, entertaining. Ca- it's chaos. Entertaining. Let's let chaos happen. I saw right? someone say like. Regardless if you agree, disagree, it's brought attention to the sport, and I like that. I love baseball, but. Is it the right type of attention? Well, yeah. So, so I'm on the other side. Like, I don't. I, I like baseball. I don't love baseball. I'm not a diehard fan. But now I'm paying attention to this because yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. So I'm in the camp. All publicity is good publicity, okay. even if it's bad publicity. Okay. I'm in that camp. So yeah. I'm paying attention to it more. I'm like, man, this is juicy. Like all these new stories that are coming out are so juicy. I love it. Yeah. It's gotten me to pay a little more attention it's to baseball. Uh, okay, Chris. Well, first show in the books, man. Uh, I, I, I think, I think we did all right. I think we did. all. I haven't heard much feedback from any <laughs> listeners, but I think we did all right. Um, any closing oh, I thoughts? Liked, I love this closing. So that's my thought. This, oh, like this, the is, this is going to be our, this is going to be our wrap up song yeah, here. You, you cool get, with that? This, cool so with actually, that. you know, what made me choose this is that, uh, this would, I always said that if I was a baseball player, this would be my walk up music. Song. So there you go. There I just wish go. we had, I wish we had walk up songs in everyday life. You know, yeah, like you, you go, you go to work, you open the door, and you, then, you get a walk-up so, song, man. So like, there's sick. gotta be a place for it. I want to find, like, when I'm going down to get my morning coffee, I want my walk-up song to play. At least, yeah. I guess that's why we have headphones, exactly, right? But yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, good times, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for 
Thanks for making it through the first episode of Sports Sunday with me. To be continued. Yeah, we'll be back next Sunday. We're going to have, I think we're definitely going to have a guest in studio next Sunday. We'll have more high school sports to talk about. I'm sure we'll have more local sports stories, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Big thank you to our sponsors, Balboa Barbecue and The Creative Play. We're hoping to add more of those. And again, get at Chris on Instagram, Instagram at Chris Babona, and I'm at Alex, or I'm at Dr. Underscore Croft, Alex Crawford on Twitter, and we will have more for you next week. For Chris Babona and everybody here at KOCI holding it down, just an awesome station. This is Alex Crawford saying from 17th Street out to the 55 Freeway to Bolsa Chica and the Back Bay to wherever you might have been listening. Thank you for listening. This has been Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI.